0: Ignition
1: sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Zero. All engines running. Lookout, we have a lookout. All right, welcome to Launchpad Podcast, and this is this is a special podcast for me. This is our first mobile podcast. We're coming back from. WonderCon right now so if it sounds a little weird we're in the car <laughs> beep, beep. Whoop, whoop. oh no we're being pulled over <laughs> Ruby, did you have a good time at WonderCon this year
0: yeah dude WonderCon in Anaheim 2019 I had a great time we did a lot of fun stuff wait till you guys hear some of the interviews that we got uh you want to tease some of the people that we got to talk to in the last couple days oh Dude,
1: So the first day, it was Saturday and Sunday, and the first day was a little slow, but things started rolling together. We got some great interviews. One of the biggest highlights that we got, for me at least, was Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman from the animated series and tons of the animated movies. We
0: also got to talk to one of my favorite artists. Literally of all time, Tim Sale, you guys will recognize his work from all the Batman Jeff Lowe books, uh, Long Halloween, Dark Victory, as well as all the Haunted Nights. Uh, he also did the Marvel color books, Spider-Man Blue, Hulk Gray, Captain America White, Daredevil Yellow.
1: <laughs> and he talked to us about some of the stuff like he wishes he could do, which was really interesting, some of his techniques. He was a really interesting. I mean, he's a legend. Uh, we also got to talk to Andy Kubert. Uh he is one of our favorite artists because he did uh, Batman versus Predator. He did the art of that with Dave Gibbons and his brother.
0: We also talked to Peter J. Tomasi, Charles Soule, Arthur Sudan, the Zombie King. Oh yeah,
1: Zombie King. We got a
0: lot of interviews. You guys really have to check this out. We have a, we actually have a lot of. Well, Rumi has a lot of editing to do. But
1: keep it reminding me. Keep it tuned to right here.
0: Uh, But we're on the way home now, and we have quite a drive. And Rumi said, "You know, we could do a What have you been watching right now?" That's not true. I lied to you. I said that. Rumi said we should record something. I said we should do a What have you been watching right now? So, let's do it. You want to go first or you want me to go first?
1: Well, I've been watching all these Universal Monster movies, man. My mom got me the Universal Monsters Blu-ray pack that has like all like 30 movies. It's got tons of them, man. Like disc after disc after disc of all the movies, the main movies. And then they're like subsequent sequels like Invisible Man 2. I don't know if I had ever even thought about seeing him but there's like four invisible man movies there invisible man invisible man returns revenge of the visible man Abin and costello versus the invisible man the invisible woman the invisible agent and we've been working our way through these and they've been really cool dude
0: invisible man 4 resurrection
1: <laughs> invisible man 2
0: the invisible man strikes back
1: yeah Invisible Man 2 has some awesome special effects, and I'm like, for the A. I mean, obviously they're dated, but like, there's a moment where all these cops are running around with like bug smokers on their back and making like the house really smoky because they can see him, and he pops out into the smoke. And the way they did it was a really cool um, double exposure trick, and like things like that. Like, the original was amazing because you see him like unwrap his head and some of the tricks they did were really cool and they just expanded on those for the sequel. And, and it's also cool because Vincent Price is in it, even though he's invisible for the whole movie, but like (laughs) young, young Vincent Price. And it's, I mean, just really impressive for its time doing what it's doing.
0: And you know, that's uh, one of those universal monster movies that I got into a little bit later than Wolfman and Dracula and uh, even creature from the black lagoon, because I wanted to see monster movies. And I was like, when the invisible man, the antagonist slash protagonist is literally not seen, and even though it's cool effects, I didn't know what the story was and everything, and the first time I watched it, I think I was probably in maybe high school or college, and I was like, damn, this guy is like maniacally killing people, like, you know, Joker-level murdering
1: and gleeful about it. They they specifically mention in it, he's killed 100 people last week, then 20 people this week, and then you see him like kill two or three more guys, and you're like, oh, damn dude 121 people in one movie and like you see him crash a train with hundreds of people on board
0: yeah and the wolfman didn't have that body count even dracula in the movie and i don't think they certainly referenced his past body count but you don't see dracula cause that much carnage and you know you could say that those creatures are evil this guy doesn't need to do these murders to survive per se He's doing it for you know personal gain and and, you know human selfish reasons. Very very interesting. If you guys haven't checked out the Invisible Man, I don't know that I've ever seen the sequel, but based on what Rumi's saying, I'm gonna have to check it out. But you guys gotta at least watch the first one.
1: Oh, and then we watched some of those like Abbott and Costello meets, which is they're they're not. I mean nowadays they're just cheesy as fuck. But like for the time, they're funny and like there's some good slapstick to it and some you know the moments where like they they go to a trap door and it like spins around like a revolving wall. Yeah, and like. Abbott will get stuck on one side and spin around. Dracula will be there and he'll spin back around and be like, be like Hey, what you saying, numbskull? Huh? What can't you cut your tongue? And you're like, Oh, oh these, good, <laughs> these funny guys. These guys are comedians. <laughs> All right, Rumi. So I have been watching some Universal Monsters. What have you been watching?
0: Well, you know, we do Shitty Movie Sunday. Mm-hmm. And at this point, we have racked up quite the count of, of fucking preposterous movies. The other day, our buddy Nick brought a bootleg copy of a movie that we've been dying for years to watch called Tammy and the T-Rex. Have you heard of
1: this? Oh my god, is this the, like Paul Walker's first film?
0: I'm not sure where it was in his canon, but I know it's one he doesn't want you to remember he was in. <laughs> <laughs> it's Paul Walker, Denise Richards, Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's, and a couple other people who you will be like, wait, that guy? And uh, the premise of the movie is... Paul Walker dies and his brain is implanted into an animatronic T-Rex making a self-aware animatronic T-Rex with Paul Walker's characters like personality and shit. But he doesn't talk. He literally is this animatronic T-Rex. I'd say walk around, but it looks he doesn't walk. the, The animatronic that they built can't walk. So you do see shots of, you know, puppet feet moving, but then when it cuts to the T-Rex, it's just gliding through the frame. It is fucking atrocious, okay? It opens with what I can only describe as children's clown balloon animal font is the title. So you're like, oh, this will be a nice fun romp. The Paul Walker character is chilling with the Denise Richards character in high school and they pass for high schoolers She's like you got to get out of here before Johnny comes and clearly Johnny's gonna be like her abusive boyfriend And he is he is a like gang leader. He comes in immediately starts fighting Paul Walker in front of this high school to the point where they're rolling around the floor, they both get up, and the gang leader grabs Paul Walker's dick, and then Paul Walker's like, oh, 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 he grabs Johnny's dick, and they have a Mexican dick standoff, where they're both <laughs> <laughs> Where they're both holding each other's dicks in, like, a standoff. And, like, this is, like, three, four minutes into the movie. And also, this was my sister-in-law's first shitty movie ever. So they're like that to the point where the police come, and it's only been, like, three minutes of fighting. No teachers or grown-ups have tried to interfere with the fight. Only the police come. They try to get them to let go, and it turns out Paul Walker had a cup on the whole time because he's in football pants.
1: So what was he screaming about? I don't know! And I don't know, like, it's not, like... They don't explain
0: it like if he was trying to confuse the other guy or what. But he, you know, the fight gets broken up.
1: Wait, was the other guy wearing a cup? No. Or at least it's not explained
0: that he wasn't or was. So later on, Paul Walker sneaks into Denise Richards' bedroom. The gang guy finds out about it, kicks in Denise Richards' family's front door. Her father does nothing. The the bad guy beats up Paul Walker. Throws him in a trunk, drives him to, I think it's called like an animal park. But it might have said, I don't think it said the word zoo, but it's some sort of like zoo.
1: Oh, I love animal park.
0: This is different than an animal park that you're thinking of. The strip club? <laughs> no, it's, that's what it was. <laughs> this animal park, you just drive and it looks just like Griffith Park in Los Angeles. It's just this like open terrain. And there's lions, cougars, and panthers all in the same fucking area. So, they pull Paul Walker out of the trunk, beat the shit out of him, he runs away, a lion chases him, he tries to go around a tree, a cougar chases him, he tries to climb another tree, a panther chases him, and eventually the lion mauls him, I believe, to, like, paralyzation?
1: Are these real animals? Like, that you see? Yes, and
0: they actually had stunt guy wrestling, I'm pretty sure it was the the lion. Stunt Paul Walker wrestling this lion.
1: I'm sorry, Siri wants to say some shit. Please turn left
0: at a terrible plot device. He goes to the hospital some random guy is sleeping in his room Bernie who's a mad scientist we get at Bernie's mad scientist he comes in takes it kills him takes his brain and puts it in an animatronic T-Rex to achieve human immortality.
1: But why did he have a robot T-Rex?
0: I don't know (laughs) now at Shitty Movie Sunday we we mystery science theater and make jokes so maybe that was explained but what's the best fucking explanation that could have been given you know Uh, nothing right uh, uh, so He, he's in, you know, now his brain is in there. He becomes self-aware and starts, like, killing the people who have fucked with him, including, like, some of the thugs. Vengeance is mine! He starts killing some of the bad guys. He gets in touch with Denise Richards and then tries to, because he can't talk. He doesn't even really roar. So he tries to explain to her literally through, like, pantomiming. Um raids he tries to explain to her that wait the, his brain paul walker's brain is in the dinosaur's head
1: the t-rex with Correct. tiny 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 little arms um, tries to pantomime
0: interesting that you said this because of all the bullshit in this movie the one thing that the you know 12 people that i watched it with could not get over is how the arms would change length throughout the film so wait a, like literally would like grow well in a wide shot they had an animatronic T-Rex that was, you know, like the size of a cab part of a, a big rig. Okay. So he that was the, the wide shots they'd use that. The close shots, they were just using the T-Rex head. But then they'd have a puppeteer with a human puppeteer, right? Who had full arm gloves on of the T-Rex's two-fingered hands. But they would come from like bottom of the screen. So when he was like touching his face or pantomiming. The arms were coming from really odd, impossible directions and pantomiming shit. Then it would cut, next shot cut to a wide and impossibly short T-Rex arms. And it was like,
1: what the? So in real life, his arms couldn't possibly get even in front of his face to get that shot? no way. And they would cut like,
0: it's not like they would cut around it. Like a smart director or producer or filmmaker or anybody would be like, I'm not going to cut from a short arm shot to a long arm shot. I'm going to put Denise Richards' face or something in the middle. Nope, they went right back and forth. And they didn't do it once, they didn't do it twice, they didn't do it a thousand times. They did it like every other shot. It was ridiculous. And that was the one thing that everyone was shitting all over. He literally crushes a guy flat, like Wiley e. Coyote flattened Looney Tunes, pancake style. Yes, and a gr- another girl finds the body and rolls it up like a poster and brings it inside. The rest of the people I was watching with had no problem with that. It was just that, like, just the the the, the arm.
1: Now, scrapping. did he look like a like a? Did the T Rex have skin on, or was he like an endoskeleton? Like, it had skin.
0: It looked it looked like. You know, a Dinosaurs Alive thing or something from a uh, amusement park.
1: Okay. So like it, it didn't look bad.
0: I, I, I do wonder if they meant to have it be that the animatronic T-Rex turned alive when his brain was in there, but because the animatronics was so fucking terrible, they were just like, oh, no, let's just pretend that it's an animatronic T-Rex. Let's not try to go for real T-Rex. It was very similar to like Carnosaur, and I think Beekler, who also did Carnosaur, R.I.P. Yeah, man. Yeah, just died. I think Beekler may have done the effects for this as well. Or at least some of the same crew.
1: Oh, my God. So now I got to know what happened. What happens? So spoiler alert, if
0: you ever want to watch this movie and if you can, it's easy. You just go on Amazon and pay $156 for a VHS copy. Um, you go to. Yeah, yeah, right. And you know me. I will get a copy of this somehow. I'll have to get a bootleg DVD because I can't pay that much for... I
1: I balk at that, but I would pay that for like a toy.
0: (laughs) Dude, you just paid a good chunk of money for a toy today.
1: I know. Got that sweet RoboCop.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the movie, spoiler alert, the cops shoot him to death. Now, this was to achieve immortality. Uh, That's why the mad scientist put his brain in there to begin with. So he doesn't have immortality. He gets shot to death. It's it ends with Denise Richards crying and, you know, she's upset. It cuts to Denise Richards coming home from school and saying hi to her family. And it seems like everything has returned to normal and she's happy. She goes into her room and she starts talking to like a VHS camera that's mounted to her wall connected to her computer. Creepy. And we hear Paul Walker's voice. Extra creepy. And what she has done is somehow we don't know how. Got Paul Walker's brain. And when she gets his brain, she connects it to his her computer. So now, like, I guess Paul Walker's brain is in her computer?
1: Wait, do you see his brain? Like in Yeah, the yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, like, in, it's it's in a punch bowl, essentially, with wires coming out of it. And it's filled with some sort of liquid, which is also something that we... This is technology that exists in this universe because the, uh, the mad scientist had done something similar with his brain earlier in the movie. So we know that the science is, is sound here. How... Denise Richard with her skeleton knows in high school got this technology we are not sure of but she not only has him there and leaves you wondering how this is happening and does her family even know she says I got a surprise for you leaves the room and comes back in like white hot ass lingerie. And I don't know how old she is in the movie. I think she's probably of age, but she's supposed to be a high schooler. So you automatically feel dirty. Awkward as hell. And she's doing a strip tease and she's totally into it. She, the whole movie, she has no problem with the fact that Paul Walker is an animatronic (laughs) T-Rex. She now has no problem that he is a brain connected to her computer. And she does a strip tease to the credits. Like I think she does a strip tease and that's how the movie ends. So you're like, does her parents know that Her boyfriend's brain is upstairs, you know, connected USB style. Like, her brain, her boyfriend's brain is an external hard drive on her computer that she's now doing a sexy... Like, where would you even get fucking lingerie in high school? I didn't date anybody who
1: had lingerie. Her dad's like, Denise Richards, who are you talking to up there? Nobody, daddy. You better not be on the phone. I'm not, don't worry. (laughs) Just (laughs) dancing for this brain up here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What if he was connected via, like, uh... Like the internet the modem didn't the dad would pick up the phone and be <laughs> talking to your boyfriend sorry paul click Click. dad needs to use the phone quick click
1: <laughs> she's doing the strip tease and like the 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 blue the green dot matrix on her shitty ass like l- early 90s computers like dead dead kill me please kill me
0: it is i mean it is a great shitty movie i don't know if you guys like i mean you guys hopefully like shitty movies but this one is bonkers. The tone is all over the place. There are times where it is great for a like little child's birthday, and you're like, look at this funny movie where like hijinks are happening. Like there's two cops who are like very Abbott and costello Yeah. And then he like the the T Rex will bite someone's head, and he is now dead. The T Rex will lift someone in the air, and they are dead. Will stop someone to death. And like granted, the movie has made all these people out to be bad, but really.
1: Like, way too hardcore for what it's supposed to be? I mean, it's
0: not graphic, but, yeah, he's killing the shit out of these people. And one thing that always gets me, like, with Stephen King stuff is, these are kids. He's killing high school kids, you know? So it's like, it's not like he's killing old, terrible people who've been in the world and are gangsters. He's, he's killing fucking stupid high school kids who picked on him.
1: That's really bizarre. You gotta check it out. All right, yeah, this is definitely a must-see. My wife brought something up interesting uh, that, that was very interesting to me about shitty movies. It's like we have friends who are really picky about movies. and like, nah, I saw I saw the ending coming a mile away or I saw, uh, you know, I, I guess Oh, I, den- knew be, I knew
0: that this was going to be from the get go. I knew that this was going to be a nice research high school strip tease to a brain connected to a but, computer.
1: But here's the thing about about shitty movies is there's no expectation. So you can't be disappointed. If you're disappointed, you're like, well, what did I expect from a movie about Denise Richards falling Sweet. in love with a Paul Walker T-Rex? But, like, when it's shitty, you go, well, but when it's better than you expected, you're like, wow, that was good. But when you go to see a good movie, like, we just went and saw Us, and that was a good movie. But it's like, do you have a higher standard for something that you paid, you know, 14 to $20 for as opposed to what, What is it called, Theodore Rex? That's a different. No, Theodore Rex
0: (laughs) is the one with Whoopi Goldberg and a T Rex. I don't know why it was like so hip in the '90s to chill with a cartoon. What's this one called?
1: Uh, Tammy, Tammy, and and the T Rex. So, like, when you are surprised that Tammy and the T Rex is kind of entertaining, it's actually like a bigger reward. Same thing, like I, I, and that to me explains a lot of why you might be harsher on movies that are like, "That's a good movie, dude." You're like, nah, because my expectation level is higher. Well. Yeah, because you're yeah. giving a movie more credit. Like, uh, if you are not disappointed by, uh, say, Chopping Mall or something, yeah. then you no, you're you're no loss on your on your credit for watching it. But if you've watched something like Us and you don't really like it, you're, you're more harsh. Like, man, I paid money to see that. That was supposed to be a good movie. That's a big budget movie, and I that deserve better than that. But when you watch Chopping Mall and it's better than you expected, you're like, well, that's what I deserved, and actually a little more entertaining than I thought.
0: So you think that if Halloween 2018 had been called Laurie and the Boogeyman, my expectations would have been lower? And if the font came up in balloon letters?
1: And if it had been shot on, like, VHS tape?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ruby, I had very differing opinions on that. If you haven't listened to our Halloween 2018 review, check that out. Because uh, we kind of go way more in-depth with our review of that movie than probably awards but
1: but we also did it for the predator movie that just came out i thought that predator movie was god awful and if that was just like if that was literally from the 80s that movie probably would have been way more acceptable to me but because it's like wow your dialogue still feels like it's from the 80s and not in a fun way that i think is charming or even relatively good and there's so many plot holes but like if the monster looked cheesier If the, like, a lot of times, like, if that was a shitty movie, it would have been absolutely fine.
0: So, if The Predator, Shane Black's 2018, The Predator, had been called Little Timmy and the Space Alien, Little Timmy's magical helmet, (laughs) you would have been fine. Little Timmy's job at S.H.I.E.L.D.,
1: (laughs) super autistic. (laughs) I, I mean I don't know if it had been Shittier and I could have accepted what for, for what it was but because it was a big budget Movie it should have been better
0: I get that and that, that I think that makes sense And I do think that there's some there's there, there's a lot To what you're saying there and I, that's an episode That we could do where we talk about how Expectations There's some billboards there's a, a billboard that just Is an American flag and there's a billboard That says text And drive and dummies in, text And drive oh dummies text and drive I'm driving so I didn't read the whole thing dummies text and drive and the entire billboard looked like a giant shattered windshield and it had a uh, crash test dummy head or face about the size of my car smashing through the glass It was actually a pretty it, cool but ad
1: but it was like a 3d head like three-dimensional right. sticking out of the billboard he was holding a microphone oddly and said and, and podcast
0: <laughs> i was about to say hang on one second man is texting me <laughs> Um, what do you, you got anything else that yeah. you watch and read?
1: So we were, we watched a shitty movie recently that, um, this, this has been on my list, but, uh, I, I definitely was like, I got to watch this after, uh, Leeville dead. Our friend Lee who lives in Japan, he recommended this. He said he loved this movie and this was brain damage. The little creepy alien that makes you trip balls, but then also makes you go kill people. It's kind of like little shop of horrors, but with like hallucinogens involved. Have you seen this one, Rumi? I don't know if I've seen it
0: before. If I did, it's been quite some time. Why don't you uh, give us a little crash course about what it's about?
1: So I'd never seen this one before and it starts with this like old couple and they're obviously like professors or something. They have a lot of artifacts in their house and the guy comes back and he's complaining how hard it was to find these, these things from the new butcher and they unwrap the package and it's a bunch of brains, like animal brains and they go into the bathroom and the tub is empty. Like it's just a full of water, but there's nothing in it. And something must be missing. Cause they start freaking out. And like, I'm talking like freaking the fuck out, like having a Orson Welles level, like meltdown and just smashing the place to pieces, looking for whatever the fuck he was trying to find.
0: I still don't know if I've seen this. I've seen many movies that start this way.
1: <laughs> then it cuts to this guy who is like sleeping and he seems sick. He's like, Oh, I'm not feeling so good. And his girlfriend's like, Oh, well, I'll just go to the concert without you. And he's like, no, I'll take my brother. And you're like, these two are going to bone. Um, so she leaves and the guy wakes up and there's blood all over him. And he's like, Oh God, I'm bleeding. Ugh. And then this like creepy purple, blue, like slimy tentacle thing pops up. And is like, Hey there, what's going on? And he has a goofy voice. And I, and this is a rumor, but it's uncredited who the voice is. And apparently it might be Zachary Shaw, the famous horror host, which that's pretty fucking cool.
0: Oh, interesting. You don't know if it's true or not?
1: I don't know. Yeah, he's he's uncredited. The voice of Elmer is, Elmer is uncredited. But basically this it creature tells this guy, he's like, hey, I can make you trip some major balls if you uh, want to chill with that. And the guy's like, yeah, I'll, I'll give that a shot. Why not? And he like opens his mouth, which has a ton of teeth. He's like a tentacle with eyes and a little mouth and he's a little puppet. And uh, he looks like a tentacle. He's got little suckers and he crawls up the back of the guy's neck and like sticks this spike in the back of his neck and like blue juice goes all over his brain and it gets all electrified like and then the guy like starts seeing colors and he thinks he's swimming and he goes outside and he's tripping balls. He's seeing all these colors. He's in a junkyard and the cars are all glowing. And then like the security guard comes out and he's like, hey, what are you doing? You're tripping balls with an alien out here. Yeah. And then the alien jumps off the back of his neck into the front of the guy's skull and just starts killing him. And the guy, like, freaks out and falls down and dies. Did that guy see colors and tripping and shit or just died? He just died. So then the guy goes back home and then it turns into, like, actually a really good, like, addiction drama where, like, he pushes away his brother and the girlfriend. He goes out every night and finds people to kill. Um, he's killing you know and and the thing is making him kill no the thing's like go for a walk and i'll do all the rest and he just makes the guy trip balls so the guy's like "Mm, oh yeah everything's awesome and like then he's like i don't want to kill people anymore when he starts realizing that he's killing people he's like well fine no more no more like sweet sweet juice for you no more sweet (laughs) of that none of that sweet blue shit for you bro and so he's like, uh, oh, just just give me a little bit, man. Just give me a little bit, and uh, we'll go for a walk, man. It'll be cool. And like there's some pretty gratuitous moments where like uh this he's like seduces this or this lady seduces him because he's tripping balls. And uh Can you see the
0: alien on the back of his head?
1: Yeah, kind of. Or like crawling around in his shirt or wherever he's hiding. Oh,
0: okay. But like this chick is seducing him doesn't see a like this tentacle coming out of the
1: back. No, not head. until it jumps down her throat and like kills her. It's nice. really charge extra for that? <laughs> 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 and at the end, like you find out that this creature is like an entity that's given people like great powers and all the like great leaders Wait, in this history. Is, this is
0: Spider Man three, right? I saw this.
1: <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. Um, but I mean it's really low budget, but it's actually like a super pretty darn good movie that grows on you for even for even its like low budge foils. It's solid, solid movie.
0: I would love to look over at you because I'm like, this movie sounds cool, but I don't know if I am if I like it as much as you're selling it. And I look over and I see a little green tentacle with eyes sticking out of the back of your head. He's
1: like, bah. and then he jumps, yeah. jumps into your skull and kills you. And then we crash and everybody dies. I'd catch
0: him. Get over here, you little fucking worm guy.
1: Aylmer. <laughs> Pretty solid. Yeah. Brain damage. Okay. It's the same guy who did basket case. Frank Hennenletter is kind of a fun, cheesy, low budget. I love thing. basket case. Yeah. There's actually a basket case homage. He's in. He's in the uh, subway, and he looks over, and there's a guy with the basket with the lock on it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah basket case is pretty cool. It's kind of hard to sit through. Oh, it's old. Like you gotta love it to 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 be there.
1: Basket case is like a shitty college film sure
0: that's a good way to put it and i think if you if you like shitty movies like we do i think basket case is good basket case is one that we've done it for shitty movie sunday a couple different times years apart
1: it's good for shitty movie
0: but like it's definitely it's got some long points and if you're not on your game joke wise there are some lulls there where people are like uh maybe we should revote on what movie we watch
1: he also did frankenhooker
0: i would watch frank and basket case
1: (laughs) (laughs) i would watch frank and brain damage
0: Belial. Have you guys not seen the movie Basket Case? It's about a guy who carries around this weird wicker picnic basket. And everyone once in a while he talks to it. And then we see a move and we hear noises coming from inside. And it's this like evil, super deformed twin brother named Belial. And Belial is just a head that's a lump with like one arm sticking out. And the whole movie, once we see him finally, he's just... Strangling people and biting people
1: love that <laughs> when he's in the hospital and he grabs all these like scalpels and start throwing them at people's faces and stuff. It's
0: I love that movie. Scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid.
1: It's pretty cheesy and there's like three of those.
0: Yeah. He gets he gets a mech suit. I think it's the third one.
1: <laughs> that, that's real. Classic. Well, that's what what we've been watching. Let us know what you've been watching on our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchPadPod and our website launchpadpod.com. Guys, if you went to WonderCon, let us know what you saw, what you like, what you did. We saw some really cool cosplay, posted some pictures of that. We ran into David avalon He is still working on his awesome. Collaboration with Kevin Eastman, the creator of the Ninja Turtles, and they are doing Drawing Blood, so today is the last day to get in those pre-orders for Drawing Blood, so if you uh, have a poll list at your local comic shop, uh, make sure you get that in for Drawing Blood, the new book from Kevin Eastman and David Avalone. Great meta romp through the midlife crisis of a uh, comic book artist.
0: Uh, And as you guys have seen on our social media, we got to meet up with David and he hooked us up with some flavor. We got a copy of the trade paperback of Drawing Blood as well as the variant cover Kickstarter exclusive for the Ragdolls one shot. And we've read this stuff. He gave it to us yesterday. We read it. It is fun stuff. You guys check it out. Like Rumi said, today is the last day for pre-orders, and get in there because it's it's going to be hot.
1: Yeah, those are going to be really cool, and it helps out uh, it helps out a famous comic creator and get his new book off the ground. They're independent publishers, and they're doing this independently. So you know, as with all independent people, uh, pre-orders drive everything. So yeah, do what you can for independent comic guys. We also ran into Dave Schrader of Baby Badass. He's still doing his Kickstarter to get his second season of Baby Badass out. Um, you heard us talk about him with a What Have You Been Watching about a week ago. Good dude. Uh, fun story. So, yeah, if you're into contributing to um, crowdfunding campaigns to get the second season of Baby Badass off the ground, go take a look at Baby Badass. Uh, Dave Schrader.
0: And if you guys haven't heard of Baby Badass, go check out our interview. We did a two-parter with him and our buddy Ryland Grant. They both have cool books coming out. It's about a, a, a baby that kicks ass. I'm not going to tell more than that. I'll let him... Telling in his own words, but check that out. Yeah, jump into his Kickstarter, guys. It's a good deal.
1: Yeah, and as Matt said, that was our Action Lab Danger Zone aberrant update and the baby badass update. Uh, Two guys who do stuff with Action Lab Danger Zone and really got to hear what they were doing. And and Rylan has a ton of stuff coming out. So super excited to see that. Oh, he's got that book coming out with Steve Prince, the writer and co-creator and artist of Destroyer, the official comic book of the Launchpad podcast. He's doing something uh, it's kind of a batman parody that is hilarious super fun it's called the darkest night well this has been fun again we've been on the road coming back from anaheim we were at WonderCon, had a good time um
0: we've been recording for x amount of minutes but definitely about like two and a half miles
1: yeah we've really moved only very little very little if you're listening
0: if you're listening to this right now please check the uh what are we on right now the 710 you can probably come find us we're in the orange car (laughs) (laughs) We're probably still there. We're recording this on Sunday and releasing it on Wednesday. So, whatever day this is that you're listening to it, just come check.
1: Hey, let's blast things off. Whoa, hands on the wheel, buddy.
0: (laughs) Here, you just slap my head and we'll make a fart noise.
1: (laughs) All right, we're the Wacketeers. We're in the car, we're out.
0: (laughs) And their car crash sound (laughs) effects
1: after after
0: the rest. (laughs) Yeah. sequence start. Six,
1: five, four.